Welcome back to the Off the Rails podcast. This is episode 11, and uh, make sure you guys are sharing this out. No one really does, but you guys are watching it, and I know people are watching it because they text me. But uh, we got a special guest with us today, our first female guest. Oh, too. really? So, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but but uh, we have Lakin from Lifestyle Gym, and we're going to let her do some introduction and tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Lakin Figgle. Um, I am 22 years old from Caldwell, Ohio, and I do own the gym, um, downtown Caldwell in the Square, Lifestyle Gym. I opened it about a year and eight months ago now, and then I also run a woman's fitness group called Passion Fit. Cool. And yeah, we're definitely going to dive a lot into that. Yes. Um, these podcasts tend to go businessy. Uh, but they can go anywhere. Yeah. We've had them all over the place. But they always tend to run into business because I, I like talking about that stuff. It's like outside of the video stuff, that's like what I like is just the idea of different businesses and aspects of that. Um, I wrote a little bit of a list here of questions in case I'm like, I don't know what to say now. You know, Perfect. But, <laughs> but uh, the first thing I wanted to know is, you know, you're a young entrepreneur. You're doing your own thing in Caldwell. I, I came from like this area, I guess. So I'm in Cambridge, all that kind of stuff. But what what was the original uh, motivation to kind of start your own thing, kind of get out there and, and grow your, your brand? Well, really, it started when I was in college. I started just teaching women's fitness classes. Um, I've always loved to work out myself, very passionate about fitness. So I thought it'd be fun to share it with other women. So one thing really led to another. Um, I started I rented out a place to teach classes started with 10 15 people and within eight months I had classes of 70 so I was like outgrew that place um, found a bigger place and then once we outgrew that place I was kind of ready like I wanted my own studio instead yeah. of renting or leasing off somebody else I just wanted to have my own studio where I could make my own schedule and then I thought well if I'm gonna have a studio for classes Caldwell doesn't have a gym so I thought kind of worked out combination and that's really how it all happened. Man. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I, I think I, I saw some of your stuff right when you were starting to like open your gym or even like, I, I don't know if you posted too much about it beforehand. Yes. I, kind I, of, I think you did because yeah. I, I was kind of following along a little bit with that. And it was, it was cool to see, you know, people our age kind of getting out there and like doing their own thing. I think at that point, so that would have been what you would have been 2020 or 21. I was 20 okay. when I was still a junior in college, and I really started from scratch. Yeah. I went to school to be a teacher and got my bachelor's degree in education. Okay. So you did finish school. I did. That was, yes, I did finish. Okay. So I took the other route. <laughs> I, I did not. I, 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 it was, I was probably a junior. I don't really yeah. know because <laughs> I did some stuff in high school and then, you know, college classes and all that. But I, uh, yeah, I, I just got so busy and I went, I remember fall of 2018, I think one of the falls, <laughs> one of the falls. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was sitting there and I was like, it was the first week of school. It was the first like new semester. And you know, everyone, I was like, I could either go, I had like three projects to do that. I was like working on editing and all this stuff, or these guys gave me like three things of homework, you know, and I'm like, it's the first week. Like I just wanted to learn people's names, all of that stuff. And so I kind of, so I was like, I'm going to go do this. And so I left college. Um, and then I ended up just starting doing videos and it slowly turned into this. We've only been in this play oh, place, this building for what, two years, Ethan. He's, he's editing. He's not listening. <laughs> Caitlin's probably yelling at him, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. Years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> so 2019 is kind of when we got in here, but uh, it's been pretty fun. It's been cool. And uh, it's it's good to get connected with people with that people, are doing yeah. similar things so as far as business. <laughs> do you regret not finishing college? Not yet. Not yet. If, Fair enough. If I ever get done with this, probably not. I'll probably be like, all right, maybe I'll go do something. <laughs> I get, and, and that's always kind of been in my back pocket, too, is like if I needed to, I could probably go back. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, actually, this last fall uh, with like COVID and everything going on, I was like, eh, I went and actually got my uh, real estate license. So I, I ha well, I don't yet. Sorry. I did the classes for a real for estate it, yeah. license. And all I got to do now is go take this test that I probably couldn't pass currently. <laughs> we could study a little bit. Right. I was like, there's tests online. Like you can yeah. do like practice tests and everything. But uh, that's kind of like in the back pocket. But at the same time, I, I just think we have a lot of momentum. And, yeah. I, you know, if if this doesn't work, I'm still I can still use a camera. You know, You're I, so young. You it's still, you figure right. it out. Yeah. And there's always like I can always go make videos. Yeah, you know, somewhere. I don't have to have a building and have all this stuff. So it's kind of always there. But right now, no, I don't regret it. But uh, do you regret finishing college? Honestly, if it wasn't for my family, that was part of the when I pitched the idea to mm -hmm. I want to open a gym. It was you need to finish school. Yeah. So my senior year was rough. Like, I mean, opening a business from scratch and then trying to finish out. My senior year was my most intense year. Oh, I couldn't imagine. So you, you said it was eight months to 70 people in your classes. Yeah. So you were still probably in school around that time too. Yes. And was it just like, it was, it was a lot, but I feel like I loved it so much that I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have to work which I mean, I still technically was working <laughs> right. but to me. I just felt like I didn't have a job. Yeah. So it was just, I taught a class on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I'd run home from college, teach a class. And that was my job. And your, your passion fit stuff. W was there a point when you were doing classes in like Caldwell park or something like that? We did do some out outdoor classes before I, so I started at Anderson propane Okay. and then moved into the, a healthy fit there okay. in Caldwell. And we would go out to the park and do okay. classes. Because I think that's kind of when I started. I was like, that's kind of working out for her. Because yeah. you, you're, you're posting pictures of like 50 um, people or yeah. whatever. It was. I mean, hundreds maybe. We, yeah. we are, I think the biggest class I ever taught had 120 people in wow. it. Wow. Which for Caldwell, Ohio is like this big. <laughs> so right. 120 women is a lot. Yeah. And Caldwell's growing. Growing. I a mean, lot there's of a lot of stuff coming to Caldwell right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You probably know the guys that own like Next Level Muscle, yeah, and all they, that stuff. I, do they go to the, yeah, your gym? So the, yeah, Clay and Katie Conway. They're married. They open. Okay. They open Next Level Muscle, which they both are members of the gym. And then I think it's Cody Stewart opened that I think clothing so, uh, line. Finish strong finish apparel. Strong yeah. apparel. I got to remember that he sponsored one thing, and I got I got to make sure I don't. Yeah. yeah so yeah. those guys, um, yeah, they're starting to do pretty well. I know for the last few like Meadowbrook games we filmed, they, yeah. I think, oh, what game was it? It one of the games finished strong apparel sponsored one, and then the next game, next level muscle sponsored one. So it was kind of cool awesome. to yeah. get you know. With them going to regionals, it was more of like a, a larger community thing than it was just your yeah. Byesville businesses versus your Cambridge versus Caldwell versus Shannon, whatever it is. It was just so kind of big, like, yeah, 
So that was kind of cool. But uh, you said it was kind of not like working. Uh, you said, w- what, what's your day-to-day look like? Because you're, you're probably a pretty busy person. My days are not consistent, and they are all over the place. Like my Monday and Tuesday are completely... Every morning I'm at the gym by 5 a.m., whether I'm teaching class or doing personal training. And then I either work the shake shop. I teach a gentle passion fit, which is for elderly women. I teach a little gymmers, which is for kids. So I'm, depending on the day, I'm, I at least teach one class and train. I have a lot of like personal training clients one-on-one. Okay. So, so you get a lot of that too and just. Yeah. I have a whole list of women I can't even fit in my schedule. So one day, one day I'll get to them. Right. And now do you have other personal trainers at your gym? Like people that you would bring in? I have, there's one guy from out of town who has a few male clients because I actually don't train men. I only, I only train females. So, and then I have a girl at the gym who's working on her certification now because I won't let people train at the gym unless they have a certification. Right. So I have a girl working on it and, and one guy, but other than that, it's, it's just me down there. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you could use some help. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. All right. Well, Caitlin, <laughs> Kate, she, uh, Caitlin, did you get your certification? I'm getting there. She's getting That's there. A, one of my one of my closest friends is is almost through her certification. She just has to pass her test. Yeah. So once she passes it, I'll help her start building her clientele. Mm-hmm. So. And and over COVID, you guys built the underground. We. Well, not not really. Okay, I don't know. Person. <laughs> yes, so I had to shut my doors for three months during COVID. So and that sucks. That sucked horribly for a first year business owner. I mean, yeah, I like halted all billing because I'm not going to charge people. They can't get in the gym, go. right? So, but obviously, I still had all of my overhead. So I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Um, so I kind of pushed my online. It kind of made me step out of my comfort zone. And then one month of COVID, I had over 400 women online. And I was like, so that was like a, a blessing in disguise for right. me and my business. And during that time, I actually knocked out my studio wall and doubled okay. the size of my studio. That was during COVID. And then I don't know, I was teaching at Shenandoah and got the idea of a powerlifting gym. And usually when I get an idea, I run with it. So I worked on it for like five months in secret. Like I was having the basement painted. I was having equipment delivered, but nobody knew. Yeah. So I closed down for a week. And in that week, I still, nobody knew what I was, they ish. Everyone thought I was opening a CrossFit gym. I oh. was, so I was like, I was loving that. That's what everybody thought when it was uh. totally opposite of what I was doing. But I closed down for five days and we cut a hole in the, in the middle of my gym floor, like literally cut a hole out and built staircase. So now it's a two story gym. Okay. So there's, was there always a base? I mean, there was a basement. It was, it was just, just kind of unused storage. Just... I leased the building and the guy that I leased it off of, it was storage. Okay. So we, cleared it out and turned it into a second level of the gym. And is it, the underground's kind of cool. Like that was the one thing I saw like as as me I'm like that's cool. Like that, and I've like seen a lot of pictures. I mean I've seen pictures of you know Jenna, I follow her and all that. I see yeah. people posting all their pictures and stuff, but that looks sweet. My goal with really the gym in general but the underground was for when people I get a lot of out of town people like oil and gas guys okay. and I want like when you walk into my gym like for it to be like wow, like this is a cool gym, like very unique. Not, okay. I didn't want you to be able to go to any town and find our gym somewhere else. Yeah. So, and it, it's almost like, I don't know how, it's almost like you got a couple different gym styles all under one. Room. Yes. Yes. Very. I was trying to, I guess, personalize it to all of 
the people I have in my gym. I'm very woman focused accidentally. I kind of like don't think about the men. I'm sorry. But so then I, with the underground, so you, I was you like, you threw them in the basement. Yeah, yeah, basically. But no, they, they love it. Memberships have skyrocketed since really? I've opened up that male gym. memberships or just in general since you um, I would say more male. I actually okay. don't know the percentages, but I would say more guys have memberships at the gym than females. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's sweet. Yeah. No, I, I always thought that was pretty cool. But one thing I was, uh, when I was writing down my list here, I was, uh, for me, you know, it's kind of been a slow build. You know, there was not this like one point where I was like, like, boom, like now we're good. Now we're going, now yeah. we're rocking and rolling. It's just, it's this slow build. And even to this day, you know, Ethan, he'll hear me say all the time, like, we don't make any money, but like, it's always <laughs> like more money every yeah. time I say it. And so I know we're like growing, but for you, was there a moment or a time or like, when did you realize this is real? Like, like this is going to work. This is my thing. Like, this I is what I want to do. When I was a little nervous opening the gym, cause obviously I had to take out a business loan to, but I, after I did all my Excel sheets and stuff, I figured out I had 89 members to pay my bills. So 89 members, I'd break even. So it's fine. Mm. That was the goal. And on opening day, I signed up over a hundred people. Wow. So I was like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. So I, bet, then, I think people would just be excited just to have something in town, right? I mean, there's one other gym in town and it's, it's been there for a long time. It's people weren't happy with that gym. Okay. So like when a, a gym that came into town that is well taken care of, good equipment, this, I mean, people, Caldwell needed it. Mm. So well, I don't have any, really very minimum competition in Caldwell. Right. So that is a, a huge blessing for me that I don't have to try to compete against other gyms. Yeah, and I interrupted you there on the, on the real part. Was there another part to that? I don't or, think so. I, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. I, no, I, I interrupt people and then, <laughs> um, what was your biggest or who or what, I guess it could be either. Who or what was your biggest influence in, in wanting to do your own thing? Or, you know, was it, for me, it wasn't necessarily like one person. Like if people ask me that, I'm not like, oh, it was this guy or it was my dad or it was this. But for me, I kind of think of it like who, who might've been someone even growing up that was kind of like maybe swayed you in this direction or was like, for me, it was my dad and slash my DECA teacher in high school because I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I've always kind of been like business oriented. And I think they kind of like slowly pushed me towards this like style, you know, versus yeah. like, he wasn't like, you should go do your own thing. But it was just kind of like the way you were raised. raised. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it same similar? I would say probably definitely a combination of my mom and dad. They're both very different, different personalities. My dad is business oriented. He is, he very much like me when it comes to business minded, but my mom more instilled in me that like, as a woman, you should like never rely on a man, like right. financially, nothing like set yourself up before you. So I feel like maybe a combination of my mom, like raising me to be very independent. And then my dad, very business oriented, somehow it turned into this, <laughs> but it, not necessarily anyone I feel like specifically. Right. And and you went to school to be a teacher. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And so how did you get into the, like, what, what was the, like the gym part? Honestly, in high school, I dated a guy who was super into the gym and I started lifting with him and I hated it. Like I hated it. And somewhere along the way, when I like felt like I started to get good at it, I was like, I just fell in love with the gym. And then from there I loved to lift. And then I was like, one of my friends was like, you should be a personal trainer. I was like, 
okay, we'll try. So I got certified and then it really just kind of flowed. And one thing, so I guess shout out to my high school boyfriend. There you go. <laughs> right. No, that's cool. I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know where we really got going, but I know it was definitely after college. I, I went to college to be like an energy engineer or something like not really, you know, I didn't really want to do that, but I was yeah. like, it pays good. And my mom was always like, go to college, get your degree, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay. And that was, that was kind of, I know you said your parents kind of pushed you to finish college. Yes. They really wanted me. And my, see my dad though, he didn't care. Cause he's like, you do whatever you want to do. And my mom, she's like, you go finish <laughs> college. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not though. I don't know. I, I definitely feel like we live in a society where it's thought of that you have to go to college. Yeah. And whereas really, you don't need to go to college. Like if you, I feel like if you're ambitious and driven right, and self-motivated, then you can make a career without a degree. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think college anymore, maybe in the seventies, eighties, but anymore, it's not really as good of a distinction as it used to be. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, maybe businesses are looking for someone that has college experience or whatever. Yeah. But if you are goal driven and you can do your own thing or even, really even prove that you, you can, you, right. Yeah. I don't think they really care. <laughs> I, I agree. And I feel like, oh, I mean, I know my, a couple of my friends who are hun hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And I'm like, you could, I'm less in debt and I opened a business right. and now they're going to be paying on student loans forever. And so you're just going to be making, you're just going to be starting your profit. Yes. Yeah, so they <laughs> they got to get out of debt before they can do that part. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, I do feel like college is kind of taking a turn as how it used to be. It's, it's overly expensive. Very much so. Um, I know there's like graphs out there. It's like the inflation rate of like money versus like the inflation rate of college tuition. And it's just like exponentially insane. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, people need to think about it. Cause there's definitely like, I want my doctors to know what they're doing. Yeah. I want my teachers to know what they're doing. I want my... Even that though, like even and like even high school like level teachers, you, feel, you can kind of do it, you know. I, mean, uh, I, I like, don't, I don't want to like diss anyone. No, <laughs> I, I feel like I could have been a teacher without going to school for four years to be a teacher. Like, right. I don't feel like four years is a long time. Even at a certain like elementary, I mean, I know That's there's like what, certain things like you learn, but it's like four years is a long time to learn how to teach a. Right, and I, th I feel like the gen ed stuff too. Yeah. Why? You know, if I'm gonna go, if I know what I want to do. Then why, why do, do I to need take... to take English or why do I have to take reading or whatever? You know, it's just, I think that's kind of the, the thing people are realizing is like, yeah, it'd be nice to go to college, but I only really need the last two years. Yeah. I do. I feel like a lot of high schoolers go to college for the college experience, for yeah. the friends and the parties and the just living on your own. And I remember my grandpa told me when I was, I was actually going to go to Otterbein and play basketball. Oh, okay. That was a plan. Obviously it didn't happen. But my grandpa told me, he's like, would you want to, like, we we're sitting at, the, at his um, bar, and he's like, if I put $100,000 in this pile, and you can take it, or I put, a or I, or I put um, parties every weekend, five good friends that you probably won't talk to in three years, and I got a degree with both of them, because I was trying to decide between a community college, and mm. he's like, which one would you pick? I was like, ooh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> and then I decided to go to OUZ, okay. and I, my tuition was free, so I don't have any debt. So I got my degree, not necessarily the fun way, but the, the responsible way, I guess. No. Yeah, that's a good thing. I, so when I first went to college, I went to Arizona State. Um, I wasn't like, it was a cool school, but I, like in my head, I wasn't like, I'm going to go there to party. Like that wasn't, 
it's a party school, but that wasn't like my main ambition. My sister lives out there. And so I was like, it might be cool to like get away and like try something. And you know, it's like, she's still right there. Even if I need, like if I need someone, there's someone there. But I went there for just a semester. <laughs> I didn't go very long. I got, I was just, I missed it here. Weather was nice. I mean, I was in the pool in February, but yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? And so I went there and I like just sat in my dorm room like all day. All the time. Just like so bored. And like they had some events. So I'd go to the gym or I'd go play disc golf or Frisbee. And not at that time. I would play ultimate Frisbee distinction <laughs> difference. There's more running in ultimate Frisbee. And so, I mean, there was definitely a lot of opportunity out there. But there's a lot of debt, too. You know, I, I had a few scholarships here and there, but I still had like a private loan of like 7,500. And in my head, and it's not horrible. But then I came back here and I went to Ohio Valley University okay. down in Parkersburg and uh, went there for a year and a half. And that's when I left. And you're like, no, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, it was just so even there, it was more of a like it was definitely not an amb i don't know how to just it wasn't an ambitious school and i can say that because that it's eh, fine it's, right that, if it's the truth it's the if truth people from ovu are listening to this i'm doing something right <laughs> yeah the, I mean, true <laughs> really true. so i don't know it like i went and they really sold it on you the first like you know you had your professor and stuff calling you they're like this is you know we, we were glad to have you here and then Second semester, you're like, where is everyone? Like, you're just the way to get you in, and then that's right. That's that. And I don't know how OU's was it similar. I mean, um, I, I I will say OU's was a good school, and I've heard that. I've heard that's, they're they're pretty. They stay with you and, yeah. and your professors. And actually, I the the real estate class I did through OU's and and uh, Tedrick, I think it was my teacher's name, but she was very very like on yeah. on stuff, and you could text that's her what, and do all yeah. that kind of stuff. Our professors were very involved, and like I had the same academic advisor all four years, and I actually went to school for nursing and dropped okay. out. And they're just very. I still graduated on time. They made sure I got my right classes. It was a good, a good school. Like I don't have any complaints about it really at all. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot for. Shouldn't <laughs> uh, I really, realistically, yeah, because I still. So my last semester there, I would drive like I would stay here because I had classes like three days a week. It's like a fifty-minute hour oh, drive, yeah. you know, there and then back at the end of the day, and and I think the the big problem with my college experience per se was I never like got that friend group or like I never yeah. you know like. You went to school with Jenna, is that right? We went, uh, she dated a guy from my school. She went to Bannonburg, I went to Caldwell. Okay. Well, and then in college, did you have like... She was, me and Jenna were very close in college. She, okay. I don't remember what she was majoring in, but regardless, we would lift together between classes. Oh, okay. And, so like you you had her and I, I don't yeah. know who your friend group is, like realistically outside of her, because that's who I know. But Yeah. But you probably had a little bit of a friend group that you kind of made. Did they do anything like freshman wise where they were like... Hey, freshmen, come do this, you know, activities and stuff where you got to kind of know the other people. Like too. icebreakers and this and right. that. Yes, but I was in nursing school, so it was a whole different group. So then when I switched majors, it was then I was with the teaching girls. Right. But OUZ is such a small school that the girls I was with my sophomore year were the same girls I was with my senior year. And being around here too was probably nice. Yeah. You probably kind of knew them, maybe. Yeah. Like you're like, I've heard of you yeah, or whatever it was. Ish. They were from. I mean, Zanesville is about a same 45-minute, 50-minute drive for me. Right. So I commuted from Caldwell to OUZ, but 
I we did get close after three years, and you're with them for four days a week. You know, right? You build relationships. Yeah, and and when I went to ASU, there was just. I don't know. My roommates were all from like California. And Just like, from all over the place. Yeah. Two of them were from California. It was weird. Cause I was like, all right. And they were just like, so like not different. I, at that time I was very like introvert. Like yeah. Just scared of everything. <laughs> and I'm starting to get better at it. But at that time, like I didn't want to talk to anyone. And I, I what's funny is <laughs> and Ethan, he would, we have a friend that lives back here. Now we went to school with him. Um, you know, same grade, like we were decent friends in high school. He went to Arizona state too. Oh really? Lived in the building across from mine. And I talked to him once while we were down there. That's crazy. And so it was just weird, but like, yeah, I just sat around and then I came back here. But by that point, you know, it was the middle of the year. It wasn't like the beginning where they do all the activity and then you just don't know anyone. And you're just like your roommate, like, they don't really, they're like, dang it, I have a roommate now. Cause first yeah. semester they didn't have they one. Themselves, yeah. And now they're upset and you're like, sorry, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I definitely feel like college isn't all it's made out to be like it, the, it's not, there's, it depends too. I mean, there's definitely the, the, the type of person that like likes that experience and like wants that and needs that. Yes. Even like the book side of it. Like some people learn from reading books. Some people learn from that, like professor from having that activity Whereas I was always like, I'll be more hands-on. I can kind of do my own thing and figure it out. I agree. Hands-on. I didn't really, I feel like I got more out of my senior, like being in, when I did my student teaching, mm. I learned way more about being in a classroom than reading about how to teach a kid math. Like, let me go teach a kid math. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think hands-on learning, that's how I learned the best. And on the gym side, speaking of hands-on learning, what what were some things maybe you were like, okay, I've got all this stuff written down. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to open it. Boom. It's opening day or it's like the first month and you're like, oh wait, I never even thought about that. Or like, oh no, I, w what am I doing? It is, especially with no really business experience. There's yeah. a, like the financial side of it was. How's your taxes looking? Yes. Yeah, like, I'm it? like, I don't even know what that means. Like, oh. um, but and like the software side of it to like try to figure out how do key fobs work? How do I get people 24 seven access? It was a lot of research. Like it took me, it was almost 11 months from the time I got the idea to open the gym until I actually opened the gym. Mm. I looked at on 10 different buildings and that's, I mean, I don't even, I didn't even know what floor to put in a gym or what. It was a lot of small details, but now when I go to open my second gym, cause I'm going to, yeah, I feel like I just know. Do you know where? I do, but uh, disclosed information. Secret. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I do have like another, like another nine to 10 month plan of where I would like to. Okay. Fort Fry? Beverly? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what's in Beverly. I just, I know we do some Fort Fry stuff. Um, and it, the long term goal is to have, to expand Lifestyle Gym because I feel like I've pretty well maxed out Caldwell. Right. Memberships, my classes. There's not much. I have classes from three year olds to, 80 year olds. Like yeah, I know. Right. You've got about the entire, yeah. so, got the entire town coming in. So. Yeah. So it's for me, it's what's next. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was my next question. So what's next? You're kind of, you're getting there. Yeah. I just, I feel like for a lot of, I, a long time, I just thought I needed to grow my classes. Like, how do I, it's like, I wasn't happy. I guess that's not true. I wasn't content with 50 people. I'm like, how can I get 70 people out of here? How can I get? And then eventually I realized like, Caldwell's only so big yeah. and having a consistent 60 to 70 woman show up at 5 a.m. 
It's not probably going to get better than that. No. So I need to just put my focus on improving somewhere else. Yeah. So you're, 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 you don't have really an end goal. You're just like, what's next? Like, what's, let's build it bigger, yes, better. Always. I like it. I don't. I like that. I thought my end goal was opening a gym, but it's not. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm in there and I am like, don't get me wrong. I'm incredibly like happy and blessed or, with yeah. what I have. Oh, yeah. But it's always for me what's next. And I feel like that's something a lot of not not old businesses because they're old. So they're still around, obviously, like they're doing something right. Yeah. But like the reason I feel like a lot of businesses fail either in the first few years or whatever is they're like, I'm good. You know, I've got my ex clients. I've got ex people coming in a day and they're like, I'm good. And then it's like, wait, and then yeah. something like COVID happened, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. And then yeah. they're like, okay, now what, you know, what's next? And that's something we've always kind of done is, is my motto is at the beginning was like, I was like, okay, we've got Meadowbrook. Like we've got one school. I was like, next year, let's, let's double every year. Like, Let's try to realistically. Find it. That's the goal. Now you get to eight schools and you try doubling that. That's going to get you difficult. can still do it. You, you got can it. Do it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, year two, we had Buckeye Trail Meadowbrook. It's like, okay, we doubled. Like, we're, we're, we're good. good. We're doing it right. Then COVID hits and we didn't double. We like quadrupled. Oh, really? <laughs> because it went from now we're doing highlights to schools are calling, hey, you live streamed that one game one time, didn't you? Yeah, can you stream our entire season? You know, and you're like, yeah. sure, yeah, let's do it. And and the funny part about that is, is like when you do step back and think about it as a business owner, you're like, the idea of just saying yes to everything, you're like, that's like, if you had an accountant, they'd be like, no, let's not do that, you know, or whatever. And but at the time, I was just like so hungry. I was like, let's do it. Like, I didn't think about the overhead costs. I was like, wait, I have to buy three stream setups because we're probably gonna have three plus streams. A, a day, you know, sometimes not every, not every day, but like some days could have three streams. And so that was kind of the big thing for me was this year, especially was, you know, football, basically two weeks before the season, the OHSAA and everything came out and they said, we're going to let companies stream football, which they never had in the past. And so it went from it, it was literally two weeks. Like it was like, well, Caldwell. Okay. So the thing is Caldwell, Fort Fry, Morgan are with Apex. So, okay. so Apex streams their games, but also with Apex, we became really good friends because they started using our platform for basketball season. They went out of it. So next season, even for spring. And the thing with spring is I don't know how many teams are going to do live streams because it's outdoors. People, you can have so you many people yeah. outside, but the idea is next year for football, that's when it gets like to be a good thing. But so we picked up three schools just this, like for this next season, but we had, oh, what do we have this year? So we, we filmed Meadowbrook, Malvern, River, Shenandoah, Buckeye Trail. Uh, I might be forgetting one, but I mean, we went from two, two. to like six, two to six or seven. And now it's going to be by the end of the year, eight plus so you're, you're doubling your right your goal yeah so we we doubled we more than doubled and yeah. so now next year i'm like how am i gonna do this like like because because the goal is like if we have the setups already really it's just you need the people yes and so that's going to be the difficult part especially around here is like trying to find good workers reliable and i've found 
three or four really good ones. You know, we've got Ethan and Shylan. And now we had another one, but he moved to Cleveland and got a full-time job, which is kind of sad. Kind of sad. <laughs> but he was really good at it. Uh, you know, I've got a high school kid that kind of does some stuff for me. And and so it's been a really good good thing, I guess, that came out of a pandemic. But it, it's also something where it's like you got to pivot your business, just like yeah. you did with the online stuff. Is that something you're going to continue even after COVID? Are you going to do more online stuff? Or is it kind of just like... I actually, which off off camera, I could talk to you about live streaming because sure. my live streaming quality is horrible. I do it on Facebook Live. Okay. But I it all my challenges, like right now, I taught a class Today's Monday. I taught a class this morning at 5, and it's live-streamed. So then okay. we have people that jump on at 5 a.m. from my goal in the next two years is to have someone from every state in the United States okay. to my class online. So is that the passion fit? Yeah. Okay. I, w I was actually going to ask that because you posted a – I dig on my guests a little bit. Yeah. You makes posted sense. a picture of the passion fit wall with all the states. and. Yes. Ohio was circled in. I was going to be like, what's the goal there? Is it yes. to get everywhere? And you answered it. So that's what I kind of figured. I was like, I think she wants to make this everywhere. Like a worldwide. Yeah. I So for like my New Year's challenge, we reached six different states. Okay. So we had people from Texas, Maine, West Virginia, Florida. So then every time we reach a state, we put a purple heart in that state. Yeah. So then it's a visual that we'll be able to see purple hearts spread across. That's the, cool. That's a cool idea. And yeah, you need to talk with me about that because like this could be live right now. You know, I can cut angles. We can do yeah. audio, all that stuff. I mean, we can put visuals on the screen if you want. Like, this is the most, for me, this is what I struggle with the most because I'm not, I don't know how to, I've looked that's up. That's all what, I know how to do yeah. is literally, uh, yeah. This could be good for me then. <laughs> right. Well, and that was, so when I started doing this, I was like, why do you want to do a podcast? And I had two reasons. So reason one was I hated talking to people. Not literally, but like I couldn't talk to people. I was like, just would not talk to anyone. I, there were days where I'd sit there and I, it's, it sounds sad. It's not sad. I'm just, I don't talk to people. And I would sit there and I like, I'd be like, I haven't said a word today. Not one. Like it's weird. And I, cause you know, like with what we do, you know, Ethan doesn't have to be in here every day. Cause we have just, he edits videos or he's out. So I might be the only one in here all day. You know, if you wake up, you know, and you just come in you're like, I didn't say a word today, did I? Not and, one. <laughs> and so that was kind of my goal. Was I was like, I, you know, I'm, I, I, not only do I not talk a lot, I'm not good at it. And my second goal was to grow business connections. And, and so we bring in anybody, you know, but for the most part, it's community members that have some interesting stories, start a business, have a barber shop, you know, like with Yarber. So yeah. he, you know, he's a barber at GT. So you know, they actually sponsored some of our stuff. And it, so it's been really good to build those connections with people too. Yeah, I do. I feel like you don't know until you start. I mean, me and you probably would have never talked if it no. wasn't for a podcast. Right. So, and I would have never even thought that I could, that someone locally could help me live stream. Right. You didn't even know this was going to be on video today. No, I did not. <laughs> I showed up and he's like, you're on video. I'm like, okay, <laughs> perfect. So yeah, so that's, that, that'll be a good connection there. And that's definitely something, I mean, that's like all we do now is like live stream stuff. And then we do some highlights and like I take pictures from Meadowbrook and trail like for their sports. So we do a little bit of everything. Um, we sell pre-workout for some reason. I saw that when I yeah. walked in. I was like, they sell pre-workout like, here. Oh no, competition. <laughs> no, no. No, but uh, so when did, this is completely, I just, I don't know why I just thought this. I think it was the pre-workout part, but did the healthy, there was a healthy like in Caldwell Correct. at the time. Did they move into the gym? 
So it's funny how life comes around full circle. That's where I, I actually taught my classes there and they, okay. they let me teach my classes there for free because if I brought in 50 women, well, that's more traffic through their business to sell shakes. So I taught my classes there for free. It helped their business. We kind of, I mean, we just worked together. And then when I decided to open my own studio, I obviously left them, which wasn't good for their business. And I knew that, but there's like a, when you, when it comes to business, there's times you have to be selfish. It's just the reality of it. So I, t I told them I was moving out. They were fine. There were no hard feelings. And then when I decided to open the underground, I was like, I bet I could, at first I didn't have enough space when the basement wasn't there. I'm like, maybe I could pull off leasing out some square footage to them so they could move their shake shop into the gym. So I called the the owner. I was like, hey, I have an idea. He's like, let's hear it. <laughs> and I pitched it to him. And he was he was definitely hesitant because we had to run plumbing. We had to run water. It it wasn't ideal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But, but now that I'm like, listen, move in. I'll cut your rent in half and at least double your traffic. Yeah. Like it would be dumb for you not to. But so he really he did, and they their business has been doing great, and it's it's cool to have that in the gym too. Give my my members that option. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good idea. You see a lot of gyms now doing that. Yeah, um, I know, like Cambridge Fitness, they've got a shake place in there now. It's not huge, or it's not like an it is an official one now, but it's they started it. It wasn't yeah. like hey, come move in and and do your thing here. So yeah, I know like CrossFit over here, I get. I'm a little bit all over the place. I'll go to CrossFit sometimes. I'll go to the Cambridge Fitness Center sometimes and all that kind of stuff. I've been to I've been to all of them. I try to go to a gym. This sounds crazy. I try to go to every gym-ish within a 50 to 70 mile radius really? before I opened. How, oh, so you have done that? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, was, how much have you got done of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some gyms like little, I don't mean like, like small gyms that like you really have to search for that I obviously haven't been to. But in the last, in the year before the 11 months before I opened the gym, I'd say I probably went to 70 different gyms every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three different gyms. And what was, so is that kind of where you're like, I'm going to find things I like about gyms, things I don't, don't like all that. Some inspiration, some. Right. And that, like I said, I wanted to open something that was very unique to our community and to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to, so I wasn't really doing it, I guess, for more inspiration than, I'd say the coolest gym I went to was in Las Vegas, oh. which is like the mecca of all gyms, but it was, you know, I can never. Did they have slots? Remember. Like, could you, could no. you gamble while you were <laughs> No, lifting? you couldn't, but that would be cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just remember like, I haven't been into like Las Vegas at all, but like in the, in the airports, they have like slot. machines. I'm like, sweet. Everywhere. Sweet. Like. In our hotels and restaurants, they're literally just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, but not in the gym. <laughs> Did you go to any casinos? We the hotel we stayed in actually. Well, actually, you probably wouldn't have even been twenty one. I time. was twenty one. Okay. When when I went to Las Vegas, I was. But the whole bottom floor of most of the hotels are just casinos. Yeah. So like our room was like on whatever story, and then the whole basement was or the whole not basement the whole lobby whatever it is. Yeah, right. it was. It's just, not underground yet. Not so. not underground. It was just a big casino. So that's how most, I feel like all the hotels that we went into there were all that way. Right. And so, yeah, I already, I already asked you that. That's not a good one. So what's your, uh, what's your free time look like if you have any? Um, my free time, this sounds dumb, but my free time is in the gym because yeah. like, that's what I love to do. Not only is it my business, but like if I, I work out every day, I lift every day. So 
actually, when I first opened the gym, I I found myself wanting to go to other gyms to work out and not because I didn't love my gym, but because everyone needed me while I was there. Like, where's Lakin? Where's Lakin? Can I get a membership? Can I get this? Which is great. But at the same time, like for me mentally, like I needed my own hour and a half to work out without any, I can't just be like, sorry, I'm working out now. Like as a business owner. I get that. No. And I don't, I don't have people calling me all the time, but I do have like, I find myself like always wanting to be on. You yeah. know, where you're like, oh, I could be doing this, or I could, but you have to have that free time, and and it, I'm still learning how to do that. It definitely it took me a while. I feel like now, I know the the least busy times at the gym. So like, I work out at the same time every day. I know who's in there, and very rarely does my lift get interrupted. Really, which I say that, and then today somebody <laughs> came in and they're like, is Lake in here? I'm like, someone came down. They're like, someone's here for a membership. I'm like. Ooh, I'm glad they're they're here, but at the yeah. same time, it's right. And so I find, yeah. So I find that like we don't necessarily and right, like for right, for example, right now, you know, we don't really have any games going on. It's not like spring season isn't quite here yet. Basketball just ended, but like in like peak season, I would have, I, I'd go try to work out, and I you have to have like your mind has to be empty. Yes. Cause I, I, I will go to the gym and even still like, I'll go like get on the treadmill just to start and like warm up. And I sit there and I'm like texting and I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'll be there doing the, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. I need to like focus and I'm getting better at that. And I don't know. So it just depends on the day. It's so, like some days I'll go over there like early in the morning and like, great. Like I don't expect anyone to be calling me then, but then I'll go over there and like, especially on game days, I'll have people calling, how do I get the game on my TV? And I'm like, I don't know what kind of TV you have. Yeah, I don't know. I'm busy. Yeah. And, and, but just calls and everything. And I'm like, I'm learning to like not check my phone as much. It's, it definitely takes some balance and it's, it's a learning experience because there, I have cameras in the gym and yeah. like for the first three months, I just literally just stare at them. and watch. Uh, people are like, Lincoln, get off your phone. I like was so almost obsessed with my business and I learned that like I need to make time from like me time make time for myself because that's really you can't pour from an empty cup I know that's cliche but like if you're not doing things that that fuel you and mm-hmm. that are good for you then in turn that's going to negatively impact your business so I make sure I try to I mean every day I read for a half an hour in the morning and I lift for an hour and a half by myself or with a friend so yeah and do you, do you get to travel any? You get to go on vacations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yes, but I I'm all I hate to cancel classes. I feel like that's true. Yeah, so you've got stuff every week. Every, yeah, yeah, so I feel like one of the reasons that I am so successful with my classes is because I'm very consistent. Like yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. The girls know mm-hmm. I don't cancel. If I do cancel, it's on the schedule before I put it out. I've never just upped and been like, eh, no class today. Yeah, so. Like my family is going to Tennessee for a week. They sent it to me and I, I will, I won't ride with them. I'll cancel one class, yeah. one of my passion fit classes and go for three days. Okay. Just cause. And yeah. I no, struggled. I still haven't accepted the fact of leaving for a week. Yeah. And so I think that's where like ours differs a little bit is like with me, I know like my games and it's really, it's really only like school seasons, you know, cause yeah. you're like, I gotta be around for the school stuff. It's kind of like being a teacher, but in the summer I also do stuff. So like weddings, summer weddings are like the big thing. And yeah. so like, it sucks 
Cause I have to like know things like a, like a year in advance because yeah. people will book their weddings two years in advance. And so people are like, Hey, let's go to, I don't know, let's go to Houston or something in July. And I'm like, I can go during the week. I cannot be there on the weekend. Cause yeah. almost like all of June and like May, like August is a big month. Like those, like I almost have every like weekend full for Booked. that. And, and which is, is okay. And I try to book those up more because I'm not really doing anything during the week. I don't have school stuff. There's stuff to do, but then, uh, like for like in April, I'm actually getting to go down to the Gulf coast for like three weeks, which is nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we're going to film some like music and like some concerts and stuff. We have some buddies that, that sing and do all that kind yeah. of stuff. And so I'm like, I, I find that, and this was like the longest loop around question ever. But, uh, that's okay. But I find that like those vacations and that like time off almost like refuels me because I I get very drained just sitting and like editing or just sitting and like listening to like cutting up the podcast and just like all the behind the scenes stuff that like just fills a lot of time. And then I'll come back like from a week or something where I'm like in Tennessee or Nashville film and stuff. And you're still kind of working, you know, you're yeah. still making some money and stuff. But when we go with those guys, it's more of just a party and a just, fun, right. Refreshing. And yeah. it's not just like, I'm going to go sit in this school and hold this camera, you know? Yeah. But we, yeah, I, I get back and I'm like, let's do this. Like I almost find ideas out of that. It's and, like a refreshing, almost like inspiration to just let your, yeah. let your mind stop for a minute. Right. And, and that's where I do think I find a lot of my ideas and like, I'm not saying they're good ideas, <laughs> but I find a lot of ideas out of like the travel and, and some of the time off. Whereas when I'm in season or whatever you want to call it, I'm more of just like on my grind. I'm focused. I'm like, okay, we got to do this. Like there's no time to do this and yes. no time to do this. I'm just going to go do my work. And I don't know that having classes every, what is it, every three, every other day? Is that what you said? Really? Or every no. day? Yeah. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't have a class on Friday, but I do have a lot of clients. And then Saturday, and I don't have a class on Sunday. Sunday, I never, I keep my Sundays empty. Yeah. I clean my house. I meal prep. I Sundays are kind of my, my days to catch up on everything and get things ready for the next week. Right. And I feel like that's been helpful for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably a good thing. And that's, I think, I think the, the lack of, I guess, a routine yeah. for, for us is weird. And I think it would help a lot if we did do something like that. But right now it's kind of just what days are games, especially with, with COVID and everything. It was more like, Hey, our games canceled today. Or like, yeah. you know, you were just kind of playing it day by day. There was no like set, like at the beginning of the season, you set out all your games, but then they were all It different. never works out I mean, that it way. It was never, it, it was never going to happen. I mean, just realistically, like having every game, not like one team cancels or one team does this. And I was like, it's not working out. So it ended up just being literally out like do day to day. Damn. Like as a business owner, I feel like people who don't own businesses don't quite understand the business mindset. Yeah. Like they want like our, I don't mean our lives aren't normal, but like it's not a normal job. No. Like you have to be, at nine o'clock, if someone messaged me and say, hey, can I get a membership? I'm like, sure. There's no checking out. No, you are, your business is your business and you can't just not be there. Right. And that's what I found. I, now, you might find this difficult too, since we're, we're about the same age, but I find it difficult with like our friend groups because a lot of my friends have nine to fives or have set schedules or third shift, first shift to like schedule like events 
or go skate, like go do anything. Yes. And I think we're a little more like spontaneous because it is weird just being able to be like, let's not do anything like Friday or like don't schedule this video until Monday or whatever it is. And so it's, it's weird because I'm like, Hey guys, let's go do this. And they're like, we can't, I can't call off work right now. Yeah. It's a day away <laughs> or whatever it is. So I don't know. Do you get any of that? Like where you're like, Oh yeah, so I'll, I find myself being like, let's do this on Friday. And then I'm like, Oh wait, you have a job. <laughs> it's just for us, we get to pick our own schedule. Mm. I mean, kind of, it's not that, like I say that, like it's you, such you, a perk. You could if you wanted to. Yes. Right. So I, I feel like my friends are pretty like on my birthday is actually next weekend and we just decided today we're going to go to the beach. Mm -hmm. So we're, we booked a place and we're just, there's four of us going, we're just going to drive and go to the beach for the weekend. See, that's so, nice. All my friends though are honestly much older than me. Like okay. my, my really closest two friends are 28 and 40. Really? And they're like my best friends. So I don't really, I feel like most people my age and this isn't a knock or hit. They're just, we different, different mentalities. Mm -hmm. Most 22 year olds aren't, living the life I am. They aren't trying to go out and, and, and make something. Yes. I mean, people are in school. People have like normal jobs, people, and that's perfectly fine. That's great. But for me, it's not. Right. So it's just, I, I tend to, to gravitate toward, towards the older people. Is it a group that is doing things like you? Um, I feel like I maybe more similar personalities. I like to surround myself with people like who are ambitious. Mm. Even, I mean, one of my best friends is a teacher, which I mean, okay. I went to school to be a teacher, but I like happy people. I feel like in, we live in a world where people are not necessarily the most positive. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the last year helped very much. No. So I, I just, they say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. So if you start to think about that, you're like, I better pick five good people. Cut this guy out. Yeah, they're gonna have to go. <laughs> uh, no, I like. I, I've heard that before. I don't. I haven't thought about that in a while. Well, if you good. really think about the five people you spend the most time with, and you're an average of them, I feel like who you surround yourself with does have a big impact on who you are as a person and your life. Yeah. So. And something. I mean, we do a lot with the schools. But thinking about the Caldwell area, do you get a lot of like high school kids coming in or are they more at the school's gym, that kind of stuff? We have a pretty good group of high school guys that honestly, actually, we have a pretty good group of both. Yeah. High schoolers are actually my favorite. I think I have six high school girls I train one on one and they're my favorite to train. I just feel like they're at an age that I can have a pretty significant impact on their mindset and their I don't know. I feel like a lot of young girls are lacking a role model who is a, a girl who like teaches them, like be independent, be yeah. ambitious. So they're my favorite girls. to Right. Well, especially, I mean, in the smaller towns and stuff, I, I feel like, yeah, you can see it on YouTube and, and, but I feel like you get, it's good to have that in these areas yes. where, you know, it might be more of a go find a job and then get married and do this. Which is what most people, I mean, a lot of girls want to find a, husband and settle down and have right. kids and get married, which is great, but that's not, not one of my life aspirations. <laughs> you're not, you're not on the hunt. Is what no, you're, you're just, you're just happy doing your, your gym. Doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah for no, sure. That, and you wouldn't have time for that. No, you know? that's why, <laughs> that's why I say if someone comes to my life and adds value to my life in some way, then yes. But if not, then I don't need a distraction. Right. And you, I was just thinking about your, your one-on-one -on -one personal training. Someone wants to come. Now you said you have a list, but someone yeah. wants to come and get personal training. What's like a session look like? Or like, what's, 
what's the first thing you're going to do with that client? It's so personalized based on the first thing I always do before we even work out. I say like, hey, let's meet whatever works for your schedule. And then we'll, I weigh them, take their body fat percentage, measure them, ask them what their goals are. Cause I have a girl whose goal is to actually gain weight, mm. which isn't common, but like her training program and nutrition plan is completely opposite as a 17 year old high school girl who's trying to put on muscle or yeah. a 60 year old who's just trying to get just healthy overall. Mm. So I really try to, like the sessions are very personalized based on who, whomever it might, I might be working with. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said you get their body fat percentage. And so yeah. you, you take each client and you kind of, it's not just like this cookie cutter thing. No, I feel like as a, as a person who is fitness is my career, there's a lot of people out there who just, I don't know. I feel like because they work out, they want to be a trainer because they work out. They, but it's like, just cause you can curl your hair. doesn't mean you, you're a hairstylist. Right. So I do feel like there's a lot of, like misconstrued information in the fitness industry, which makes it hard on my end. I have so many women who come to me from other people or they've dealt with this or that. And it's like, you have to, not only do you have to help them, but you have to fix what they were already taught wrong. So the fit, I feel like the fitness industry is one that a lot of people try to get involved in. And there's a lot of knowledge that's lacking yeah. For among people, especially cookie cutter diets, cookie cutter workouts, like the AI apps you can yes, download and pay not, five bucks a month. To. Not my thing. <laughs> That's why even like today I had a group of four older people come in there just walking down the street. They saw, saw the gym. They came yeah. in. I showed them. I just gave them a tour and they were like, we've never been into a gym where people show us how things work. And I feel like <laughs> you see the planet fitness videos, of yeah. people like doing who knows what on the, on the, the ab machine. Or that's what, yeah. My goal, I guess, with every client is that they feel comfortable in the gym. Right. Whether they're a 70 year old who just wants to try to learn to, to walk on the treadmill mm. or whether it's a 30 year old man who's in their powerlifting. Like I want it to be a gym that's really ideal for everybody. Yeah. And I feel like we, we have now that I've added the underground, we've accomplished that. Yeah. So did you have like a problem with like, people being intimidated maybe, or like, like, was it just kind of like, we need to, we need, did you run out of space? Yes. Is that I mean, essentially what happened? It was either move locations, which I signed a lease. So that would have been sticky or quit taking clients, which as a business owner, who wants to limit their business right. or expand. So it was one, two or three. And I, I mean, I felt like my goal was when I moved into the underground, obviously my square footage doubled. So therefore my lease cost increased right relatively i mean it was a, a, a pretty, pretty good big, deal yes so then i was like well what can i do to kind of offset that cost so then that's when i got the idea of having the shake shop come in okay. if i sublease to them then even though my rent went up it's kind of counterbalancing right. and i'm fixing my space problem and you, you might even get people coming in just for the shakes shake alone and so. then that in turn like people will come in for a shake and be like oh or like and they'll buy leggings from me or or water bottles or so it in turn it's been a a very positive thing for both businesses. Yeah. So you started the clothing brand too, right? Yes. That was, how's that going? It took me 10 months to, I started with a manufacturer overseas and they would send me, let's say five samples. Mm. I try them on and be like, I work out and wash them. And it was just like, I don't like this. Change the material, change this, change that. And eventually like when I put on the pair that I decided to go, go ahead and like put through production, I was like, obsessed and i i ordered 300 pair and i 
sold out of them. I mean, I have a few left of sizes and colors, but like everyone's like, when, when are you getting more in? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Did you, what, what, was it an, was it Alibaba? Is that where you yep. found people? Yep. That's, so when I always look for just random stuff, I'm like, yeah. I want to sell this. Yeah. I'll go on there and like look stuff up. Yes. Like, this is cheap. <laughs> yeah, very. I found a good, a good manufacturer that was easy to work with. Like when I wanted to change seaming or fabric or yeah because some of them are very just like you order and they send it to you and it's horrible right well and it's sometimes it's hard to communicate with them too yeah because like, they yeah hello and it takes forever <laughs> to get things because it's coming from overseas right yeah that and especially right now well right now it's probably getting a little better but at the time you it, couldn't get anything i mean our shop we don't sell much from it like it's just like i'm not wearing it right now but just like hoodies and like t-shirts of like yeah. just our our logo basically like just if you want to support it whatever but it's all drop shipped so it's set up to where we don't touch it you know it oh i got you yeah so you know you can I, you can order samples and see if you like them and all that yeah but basically you use and i i know the like tech side of it so like i had to integrate it into my website and like do all this stuff yeah but it's cool and so it's basically going right from the manufacturer to the person that orders. Yes. So it skips you. You don't touch it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that might yeah. be something you might want to look at. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know if it's like that brand that you have is like like that like brand, you know? Or yeah. I don't know anything about it. But like, for example, you know, you can go on and pick like, well, do I want Gildan? Eh. Yeah. Maybe not. You know, it's a little cottony. And you can go in there and pick your, your, your different brands, your Bella Canvas, whatever it is. Then you can just throw logo, like all you need is like just your computer. You can upload your logos. You can upload whatever designs you have and put huh. them on there and people can order them. To and, be honest, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. And it's, so that's how a lot of online shops are is hmm. uh, if you go like through Shopify, I know like I'll sit on Facebook and I'll be like, oh, that's a cool shirt or yeah. whatever it is. If you click on that majority of the time, they're not like making that and selling it. They're just making the design. You're like, oh, that's sweet. You hit order. And it gets shipped to X. I mean, and you can pick your manufacturers too. Yeah. So like some of them, like certain brands will only have certain colors and things, but you can determine that and it'll tell you it'll it'll ship three days after production or whatever it is. And, and you can kind of determine and pick what price points you want for that too. So then do you have to sit on any inventory? No. So when they... You don't touch a thing. So then when they buy a shirt, you pay what it costs you and they, you make the... The difference. Yeah. And now the only difference between that and buying your own inventory is since you don't touch it, it is a little more expensive per which shirt, makes sense. which is fine. I love that versus having to make it all and yeah. have it and sit around. It's cool. I'm, we might have to set something up. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. The one, the one thing with a little different is like I have the shelves and displays in the gym. So obviously right. I need some things on hand, but I have a, a pretty big online following with my yeah. classes. So that would be ideal for really girls nice. that want to order things in here. I'm like putting them in bags with little notes. Mm -hmm. but I'm a very personalized person. Right. Which I feel like makes passion fit. Like that's one of the things that separates our fitness classes from just your normal everyday come work out for yeah. 45 minutes. So, but that is definitely something like that I feel like would be a good. It takes a lot of the overhead out of it. And it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Um, 
And there might even be like some way you could still personalize. I mean, you could still, if you have their address. Yeah, for you sure. You still send them a note yeah, know, or definitely. just something in the mail versus like shipping and, and getting bags and boxes and all this stuff. So And ordering, like when I like will put, let's say, a hoodie order in, I'm looking at anywhere between fifteen and $2,500 yeah. that I have to obviously put out then to sell, which is fine, but... That would be a good way to avoid all that extra over right. cost. And uh, it might even be a good way, thinking about it, if you had new designs or something you wanted to try and you were like, I don't know if people are going to like this. Or to I, try, yeah. You could throw them online. If people are buying it, you could order Definitely. more of them. Or if they're not, you're like, okay, let's just let's just delete it. Delete. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it yeah. didn't cost you anything. So that might be a, like a little bit of a good way to do that too is is – it's a good, maybe even marketing place to find out whether or not people are wanting to buy that X design. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know that was a thing. So it's something I'll have to take a look into. I, I'm, an, I'm a nerd. Right? <laughs> I, I'm not as much as I used to be. And it's not a bad thing anymore. It used to be like in the 2000s, it's like, you're a nerd. Ew. And now um, it's like, you're cool. You're <laughs> cool. <I'm laughs> but, but that's something. Yeah. I mean, anything from video to like photo to, website design like we've done a little bit everything and so if you have any questions about any of that stuff i i really have done so much research on live streaming i bought like the little mevo camera that's supposed to follow you around and this and that yeah Yeah, i found that one out pretty quickly we i had the guy use one of those ones it's not it doesn't i just haven't then i always just venture back to facebook live because it's what so do you ticket or not ticket do people pay for your streams correct yes and what is it, Venmo, PayPal, or is it just something like that? Venmo, PayPal, or cash, yeah. How do you keep people off of the streams that don't pay? So I stream it privately on a Facebook page. So I'm the only person that can add people to that Facebook oh, okay. page. Okay, so it's like a group. Yes. Okay. And that... I make a new group every month, so it's a lot of work. Okay. I will talk. Okay, perfect. Um, See, a... So what we did with Meadowbrook and, and Shenandoah, for example, could be done with what you're doing. Um, so we did tickets. So you can buy a ticket to one live stream or you could do like a season pass or, for example, a monthly a month. thing where they just buy it. Now, the one thing you might recognize versus what you're doing is there is a fee. So like there's a 25 percent fee that the ticketing company takes. But outside of that, it's your mo- I mean, it's quick. It's easy. Yeah. If for some reason the live stream doesn't work or something, you can refund people like the same day and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's something, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And even Facebook now is doing the ticketing events. Um, yeah. I haven't played around with it, but I know you can actually ticket online events now through Facebook. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't really, I just, every month I remake a new page. It's honestly <laughs> a lot of work. That sounds like a lot of work. So like, there's like a, right now it's called the March Momentum Challenge. And I went through and added all 170 people to the page. <sighs> So that I, I individually message all 170 people. Yeah. Well, then, I think I think we can make your life a little easier. Cool. See, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and so I yeah, that's exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what. I had a train of thought and I lost it. I don't know where it went. That's okay. It's it happens. Gone. Yeah. My brain was running 500 miles an hour thinking about thinking about live streams now and like what about this? What about that? No, but I definitely could use some help live streaming. I that is where I'm. I lack. When I know that, I just haven't figured out how to make it any better. So I just. Yeah. So, oh, I know where I was going with that. Well, not with that. It was a completely other train of thought. But uh, the Caldwell scene, it's starting to bump a little bit. Yes. 
that's what people were like. You started a trend, which I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> I have no idea why it happened. But once I put my business on the square, I feel like another young younger girl, she's 29, she came and put her boutique on the square, and then a coffee shop was open, mm -hmm. and now... I know of two more businesses that are opening on the square this Is year. Is the supplement shop open? Oh yeah, and yeah. and them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're literally the gyms here and they're two <laughs> businesses down. Great. So they're new on the square and then like I said, there's two more new businesses coming to the square this year. Which okay. I don't think I'm allowed to share that information, but there's two oh, new businesses coming. Well. No, if they're still listening at this point, they're really invested. Yeah, so. definitely are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about that. And I think my theory behind it is, and I talked a little bit about this last time, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. I like talking about whatever. So I think my theory behind it was like with COVID, there were people that didn't really have their jobs going on. You know, they were just kind of sitting at home, even if they didn't have a job or they were running something. They had a lot of downtime and I could see a lot of, and I think it's just the beginning wave of what we're going to see. Um, I think you saw it a little bit in 2019 where it's people were kind of like, I want to shop local or like, I want to like support local business a little more. Um, and I think it's been a slow trend, but I think it really kind of hit once COVID happened too, was like people, uh, Kyle Huck, for example, the, the wings guy, he, he was like, we had so many takeout orders and like, he's like the community support we had during our downtime was like phenomenal, you know, just for like all these local businesses. It definitely, people told me later, like just charge us even though you're closed. And I just like, you're not going to pay for groceries if you can't go to the grocery store. Yeah. So like as the, as the business owner, I felt like that wasn't a good idea, but I feel like people just paid. Some people just joined my online challenge just to support, just to support me. And right. In a small, and they probably stuck around too. Yeah, yeah. And in a, especially Caldwell, I don't quite know about Cambridge, but Caldwell is a very family oriented, close knit community. When something happens, we come together. Yeah. So, where the gym's actually putting on a ball this weekend in Cambridge here at the Pritchard Laughlin. Oh, okay. For a, a, I don't know if you know the Cobb family. They had a little. No. They had a little girl three months ago. There, I went to school with Austin and Kylie's my age, and they had a little girl that was born with she. Her brain doesn't tell her when to breathe. Oh. So she'll have uh she has to have a nurse with her twenty four seven. Okay. So I just feel like I mean, if I was a mom and that happened to me, I would any support is right. Any money we raise is money they don't have. So we the gyms kinda came together and we're gonna we're coming up here and That's cool. And putting on an event at the yeah. Pitcher Love And I feel like Cambridge, man, I don't Cambridge is weird. I, I mean it's definitely weird. It's I don't feel like it's the same type of community as Caldwell. Mm, no. Um, I don't want to hate on, on my area, but at the same time I can, because I don't know. I you don't can, care. right. You can. Yeah. Right. But so I don't know how in depth I want to go, but it's like, I feel like there's not really a sense of like that community. Like for example, my, one of our buddies, he just moved to Caldwell. I mean, he like literally lives, I can see like West street from like his house, the new coffee bar down yeah. there. And so he's like. I got down here and there's just people running on the streets and is it Dalton? <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. Dalton. Yeah. So he, he, had, he told, just told me the other, he moved and I was like, I'm like, I think you might be like my neighbor. Right. <laughs> I yeah. live on the other corner of the, oh, yeah, of the square. <laughs> yeah. He just moved there and he's like, people just running at midnight, you know? And they're like, I'm like, yeah, you can't really do that in Cambridge. I mean, it's a little scary. Yeah. A little sketchy. Caldwell is very, um, like I probably shouldn't announce this publicly, but like, I don't lock my doors at night. I don't like, there's, yeah. I've never been scared in Caldwell. I forgot to lock my door last night here. And 
That's so, you can't. I feel like in a lot of in a lot of towns or cities, like you have to be more cautious. Mm. I'm so used to like leaving my keys in my car, which I don't anymore because I did it at a gym in Columbus and my car got stolen. So yeah. I feel like, were your keys in your car? I'm like, <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> I'm just so used to such a safe. And right. I'm not saying there's not bad things in Cobble. There's drugs. There's there's people who aren't good people everywhere. Mm. But for the most part, I don't feel like I'll ever, like I feel like Caldwell is a very like family-oriented, close-knit community. Yeah. And, and people I, are nice see that. there. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, I feel like they are. <laughs> I haven't really, as a business owner, I feel like you deal with the good and the bad. Yeah. And I've dealt with like less than five mean people. So yeah, you're doing good then. That's yeah. That's I'm like I have no complaints <laughs> so, here. So we started the live streams and people were not happy. People are uh, mean. I mean. They're just like just and that that all the way back an hour ago. That's the second reason I started the podcast was yeah. I wanted people to know me. I was like to know your name. Yeah, kinda. I was like they see me as a business. I'm like my name's on it, but like I have people message me and like you guys suck and like all this stuff and I'm like. I'm a person. Like, That's what <laughs> I think that people sometimes lose that. Yeah. That, that you, who you're talking to when you're talking to lifestyle gym or your mm -hmm. production or whoever, like you're talking to a human, like right. they're not, they're just like you. They're just trying to, I mean, really help other people. Just like, trying I mean, to feed their family. Yeah. So I do feel like people, we live in a world where people are pretty cruel, <laughs> cruel. And it's easy to be cruel behind a phone screen. And it's, yeah, and it's easy. I, I don't want to say like it, it's easy to be cruel because you're behind a phone screen, but it's like it's just this quick culture, you know, yeah. where it's like there isn't really, oh, I'm going to get to know you or oh, I'm going to do this or that. And I think a lot of podcasts are popping up and I think it's a good thing because instead of going on and doing a one minute spot on like the radio or going on and doing a 10 minute thing. Now people might be watching this from Caldwell or from wherever and see you as a person or me as a person or whatever it is. And they might come to the gym just from knowing you instead of just knowing your business. Now they're starting to learn a little bit about you. you know, so. I, I would agree. And I feel like the social media, that is social media in today's world kind of puts a weird, like we like portray things that aren't necessarily true. Cause I mean, no one's posting the bad things. You know what I mean? No one's sharing like, when whatever happens, like it's just everyone's highlight reel. Right. And I feel like it's created a not good thing necessarily for our. Yeah. And I think so like Instagram for some people, they're starting to like not, they're starting to hide likes, which is yeah. I, good and bad. I don't yeah. know. I mean, if it might be a good thing because even like, for example, like TikTok these days, like I tried it. I can't do it. I'm not a TikTok person. <laughs> I, I don't have an Instagram or a TikTok. So okay. Yeah. I so you're doing good. I try to, I I'm not a big social media person. I have to use Facebook for my business. Right. But other than that, you can't find me anywhere. I'm kind of low key about life. That's good. And that's something I like to, I don't know. I like to post stuff. Yeah. And, but from the business side, I have to post stuff. That's our business is online. Understandably basically, so. Right. Yeah. And so even like for this last season, we've been trying to get away from that a little bit as far as social media, not the online part, but we started moving all of our streams from Facebook and YouTube where people could comment and be like, this team sucks or yeah. your, your kid looks dumb. You know, yeah. just like they'll just say the dumbest things. And I don't have time to sit there and like read the comments while I'm like moving the camera and all this stuff. And so we've moved it to our website. It's live and you can, it's all the same thing basically, but there's no comment section. 
you're not like a person on there. You're just like visiting our website. There's not to like a login the, yes. or anything. And so I think that's been, it, it hurts your viewership because a lot of people will share and like Face, it on Facebook. Yeah, it makes and, sense. But you're getting a lot less of the backlash and a lot less of that. And so there are pros and cons of both, of both ways. Right, right. I definitely feel like there's pros and cons of social media. I thought I would miss Instagram more than I deleted like four or five months ago. I just deleted my profile. Yeah. I feel like I find myself doing things more for me okay. instead of doing it for show. Other people. Yeah, like you go to the gym and then you take a picture of the mirror. Well, if you don't have somewhere to post it, you're in there. You're like if you're in the gym, you're in there for you. Yeah, So that's a good point. I have. I feel like it's actually kind of helped me grow as a person and not have social media. Yeah, no, I could see that. I, I definitely find myself addicted to it sometimes where it's I'm like, easy to I'm just gonna post this or I think I have like three or four snap stories up from like yesterday still and like it's just yeah you're it's an addictive culture very much know? very and it's it creates for a lot of I feel like comparison I don't know if that's true among guys depends but, businesses but yeah. for girls I feel like a lot of the insecurities that women have come from you see all these perfect females on Instagram and wherever and they're like it's really not real like it's yeah. really and that's why i try to get across my girls like you're we're that's and if it is real good for her but like it's just makes women feel like they're not good enough or that they're not living up to the standard that society puts out and yeah no and i that was a big thing back in high school mm -hmm. was like you'd always be like Oh, look at it. And, and it really is. I mean, there's filters and there's, you can even just like the old school, like Instagram filters where you could just like add color, whatever or it was. Add, like definition or literally. Add. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's people that take it real extreme and they'll put like eyelashes on and like an put, app. And yeah, you can put fake makeup on in a matter of five minutes, like, or really five seconds. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, just, and, and that's what, with the TikTok thing is like, I could never really get into it. And I know people like it and it's like quick, like feed me yeah. content. Like, you know, it's just scroll. It's mindless. Like yeah. there's not really any like reason to it. I, I feel, I don't know. Like I know there's people that have been successful on it or making money doing it even, but the, like the amount of followers people can get, the amount of likes people can achieve quickly. I think that's a lot of the success that they found was like, Oh, well just, if we just feed more people likes and I don't feel like they're real, like it's TikTok is, I feel like it's not easy, but easier to go viral quick. Very like, whereas like I, I recently started a YouTube channel and like to build a, a good YouTube following is very hard and videos take a long time. Yeah. So I just feel like, I don't want to say TikTok's the easy way out, but like, it's not as I'm not a TikTok fan either. Yeah. So the way I always put it is, it is so a YouTube, let's say you have a hundred subscribers on YouTube. That is like an equivalent to like, I don't know. I mean, maybe a thousand followers on Instagram and then equivalent to that. And I like to think of the view side because Facebook views are very different from YouTube views. Yes. So I don't know if you post a lot of stuff to Facebook and YouTube and then you're like, my Facebook is like popping. Like I got a lot of views. So a Facebook view is basically, and I, they might have even changed it to a little bit lower, but it's three seconds. If someone watches your video for three seconds, it counts as a view. It's a view. 
and mm. that could be scrolling the feed and it just yeah yeah whereas a youtube view is not only it's a little longer it's like seven to ten seconds but people have to search that content out or click the link it doesn't just come up and right it's, youtube's a very different social media yeah and that's where you're so i think of it as like a value thing is like youtube subscribers are more valuable than instagram followers and Instagram followers are more valuable than Facebook followers because anyone can click like. I mean, not anyone. They have to like what you're doing, obviously. Yeah. But, but it's easier for them to find you on Facebook because Facebook's always promoting like pages and like people, yeah. people share stuff and then you see it on their timeline. Whereas like Instagram, there's share features and all that, but people don't use it nearly as much. So it's harder to build that audience. But then TikTok, oh, like, yeah. Just. And I mean, you could have 10,000 followers in a week, like yeah. just from like two or three, like big videos. And it's, it, I almost think of them as like junk. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the junk mail of like social. Like media. we're going quality over quantity. Right. And, and, and yeah, I mean, seriously, that's so like YouTube, you said you just started making YouTube videos. Yeah, literally. I, I've been saying I'm going to start a YouTube channel for like a year and a half. And I just started last Sunday and I made three videos. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing okay. Getting but, there. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. And it's, you're not going to see the payoff for a while. I know. You, know, like, you understand that. I've done a lot of research on how many subscribers, how many views, what the watch time needs to be. Mm. My goal is to put out a video at least twice a week. Yeah. One more like workout or like food related and one more like educational. Right. So, I mean, luckily my schedule allows me to like, on Thursdays, my day is pretty empty. So on Thursdays, I've... On Thursdays, I'm making a YouTube video. Yeah. So I've just, I know that it comes with consistency. It's, I feel like it's going to be an easy thing to give up on if I'm not like keep hard, like stay hard headed about it. Right. And I, speaking on that is like this, like every week I want to, like my goal is to do an every week thing. Yeah. And so far I've done pretty good with that. Um, but like that, yeah, the consistency part is the biggest thing because you're going to get to a point where you're like, why am I doing this? Like I've been doing this for like a year and I only have like 500 subscribers. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but like you're, st you started with it's zero. An audience. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're more valuable, so much more valuable. I mean, that's why like a YouTuber with a hundred thousand followers can like do that full time. Full time. Yeah. Is because versus like, if you have a hundred thousand followers on Facebook, it's like, eh. doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's not or, a big deal. Yeah. And and even I know Jenna is now she's doing the podcast stuff now. Yeah, the podcasts are paying really good CPMs, which is like per thousand views. Is, I don't know. It's like Latin or something. Yeah. But it basically means CPM is per thousand views. So like YouTube, depending on how family friendly friend friendly you are versus how unfamily friendly you are, sometimes you can be demonetized for like saying too many f words or whatever yeah. it is, which makes sense. But like the kids' channels, I mean, their CPMs can be like four dollars per thousand views, or like five dollars per thousand views, which is like insane. With when they're getting millions of views, millions and billions of yeah. views, like on like these Ryan's toy review and stuff. Yeah, and like all these little kids, you know, they just scroll, just scroll next video. Yeah. So that's like those people are raking in money, but even like the average is like a dollar per thousand. Yeah. But a podcast, it's a lot harder to build an audience for a podcast, but the CPMs are insane. I mean, like the first one you get from Anchor is like $15 oh, really? per thousand views. And I don't monetize ours because 
I just like talking to people. Yeah, you just. <laughs> but uh, like if I do go that route and, and I think they've got a little bit of a plat. It's a fairly new platform by Spotify. But I think the, the idea is there for like, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked into the sponsorship stuff, but basically they'll send you more sponsors that are like, hey, we'll pay you this. We'll pay you this. But it's a lot higher than like your YouTubes or your mm. X. So it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways to make money online or yeah. on social media even. I definitely feel like a lot of people start a podcast or a YouTube and, and give up because it's mm. not, it doesn't get built overnight. You're not yeah. going to, I mean, you could, but you're not going to go viral on your podcast or your YouTube in one. Right. Like it's something that you literally have to build. You have to sell yourself. Like people can watch one and yeah. be like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, the big thing I think is, is people, you want to build that audience. That's like, maybe they just tuned in for even like, so we'll put out like little clips yeah. And we try to get those out on like Facebook and like Instagram. So it's like a different audience versus the YouTube audience. that's going to yeah. be like the full podcast. So they might just see a clip of someone and then they'll go like, oh, I want to watch that whole podcast. They watch that whole podcast. And then guess what? If you have a hundred podcasts done, there's probably something else in there that they, they would won't. like to watch. And so YouTube will recommend different videos. YouTube, Facebook will recommend different videos now, but that's like having the content out there is is really so the way I, I've always put it is for example I don't know if you know who PewDiePie is he's like the biggest or was there's another like network channel that's bigger now but he was like the biggest independent YouTuber like he has hundreds of millions of subscribers and his videos are always up like his stuff he made 12 years ago still makes it's, money for him you know yeah. and, so that's kind of the mindset you have to have is like, yeah, it's not instant. Yeah, it's not. But if I hit it big or if if I make that one viral video and get a lot of subscribers, they're going to start watching my old stuff. You're working toward it's about working towards something. Yeah. And it's a lot. It is a lot of work. I mean, I'm for three videos I posted. I'm I have my fourth one almost done. It's I can already I have to tell myself, like, you have to do this for like, if I say at least a year. Right. Like at least a year. See where you're at in a year. Yeah. Episode, what, 52? Is that what I would be at? Yeah. 52. Episode. And then if you're still, but still, even a year isn't in the big scheme of things. A year's not that long. Really? Yeah. For 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 you, yeah. I mean, you're young. You, some people have been doing stuff for five, ten years, but what you've been able to accomplish in a year is yeah. maybe someone's five year. You know, that's something you can think about too is like, dang, I'm doing this, like, pretty early you're like think of what else i can do i get that a lot like people will come in the gym and be like can we talk to the owner i'm like i am the owner i get it like at first it was like i actually kind of like it didn't irritate me but i was like <laughs> it was kind of like an insult like that like they didn't and then now i just kind of think it's funny i'm like right like, a, a guy was like oh, the owner must love to have a smiling face like you behind the desk i'm like <laughs> Or I am the owner, yeah. but it's fine. Right. I yeah. do. I do, I do love it. I, yeah. I love being here. <laughs> no, I've, and that's something I kind of ran into was like a 21, 22 year old kid. I'm like, I'm supposed to call like athletic directors of these schools and like talk to the superintendents. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, you, you get to meet them and they're like, oh, you're hi. Hi. You're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like surprise, but because it's not your everyday that a I don't, how old are you? 23. Okay. I, I'm almost 23, so we're pretty much the same age. But not every day that someone our age has a, a running business. That's right. not. 
it's it's especially around here. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people our age that do end up running their own thing, especially young, find success in bigger areas. Or Correct. Like they're yeah. like, I'm going to get out of there and go. Columbus. Go, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of guys that will actually like a significant amount of people that are starting their businesses. Or st It's a lot of online stuff now. Very um, much. Yeah. I, the next level muscle are they online do they, they have a shop i'm pretty sure like there's online order i, I might think be they do it, if they have a website i don't know i know they do a lot of stuff on a lot of stuff on facebook i can help you set it up there you yeah. go if you're yeah. watching next level if yeah. they're still here i mean i can tell i mean he's there in the gym every day right so i mean i don't know if they i don't think they have a website set up right well and they're pretty new i mean they, they're still getting a month maybe they've right. been open for a month so yeah they've still got a lot under their belt to to figure out i think i think when you first open something especially if it's not something if it's a brick and mortar if it's like a service-based thing where you're bringing people in your your first thing probably isn't a website it's not your first like no not your first right. task to i i actually over i got quarantined and i made a uh, i made a website for the gym yeah I like people to sign up for a membership online, but I don't know how that works because I have to give them a key fob. <laughs> so then I just gave up on that idea. Right. And so how does the, the key fob thing work? Like, from, like obviously, it's just swipe them in or whatever yeah. it is. But on your end, is that like, what's like, is it like a system that you had to like buy? Yeah. Like so I bought a, a software um, that like whenever I like put your information, I take your ID, put your information in the system. And then depending on whatever membership you choose, I scan your key fob in and into my side of it and then like every time you check in it keeps a log of like when you're in the gym what hours you're in the gym so my system does that all for me yeah so then if i ever need to pull any record like i don't really once i sign you up i don't have to do anything other than go down and run the like i have to do the billing every month but it's not yeah. it's just like a click of five buttons right okay yeah and now i was thinking about pre-workout because i'm looking up there do you have do you take pre-workout I do. Yes, I do. And I actually, we actually sell it at the gym too. We just have like a little, I mean, we have pre-workout and protein and, mm. and fiber and all that. We like sell it, but we don't have like a mass amount of the gym. Do you have like a top three, like favorite, like flavors? Uh, my absolute favorite, which is a newer thing for me They're They have them at the Cambridge fitness center. They're the RTDs. They're ready to drink. Yes. Total war. The little, yeah. From like my body response. I like the, the rainbow. Those. Is that? The rainbow candy. That, those I don't really care what flavor it is, but the, that, like the pre-mix pre-work is my favorite. Yeah. I, so I struggle. I hate cleaning like my like cups. Your blender bottles. Yeah, <sighs> me too. I just dry scoop pre-workout. Yeah. I, I haven't had like a, a bottle, I don't think, for like two months now. I have like this new flavor that I love, but I've, I was like, I've never drank this. Because I don't want to <laughs> clean the bottle. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And now Bucked Up, they make, I, I, I sell it here. No, uh, <laughs> they make like bottle cleaner so like you just oh, really? open like a little tablet and it's like i don't know what's in it but you just pour water in put this thing in and shake it and it cleans it mm -hmm. huh. and you can order it in like packs so like you can give like five out to someone five out here whatever it is i've thrown away one too many blender bottles in my day <sighs> so my first order of this they gave us like a promo where like they were like for every two pre-workouts you buy, you get a blender bottle. And I was like, sick. I don't have to clean a water bottle for You're a while. Like, yes. But I ended up giving more of them out. But yeah, I literally, I think I have like two bottles in my gym bag and I have they sit in there and yeah, I, don't I don't want to look in them. <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> Throw them away. Honestly, I think, yeah, that's probably the next step. But I've been dry scooping everything. And that's, 
That's what I do. If I don't have the ready to drinks, I just dry scoop. Yeah. I like Ghost Lit and then the Total War. Total War. Yeah, I haven't tried Total War, but that's, they say, or well, other than the ready to drinks. Yeah. But I know they sell a lot of stuff over there now. They're starting to get a lot of stuff. I do not like the Total War powder. Like to really? dry scoop, it's the worst. It is, tastes like medicine. And I'm the opposite. So like, well, no, I'm not the opposite. It's just a brand thing. But like bucked up, they're like energy drinks. I don't know. I can't do them. You don't like it, but you love it. It's carbonated. And I'm like, I don't want to drink carbon before I work out. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely feel like pre-workout based on energy drinks, it's a completely different like feeling in your body. And so as a trainer, is there like, like when you bring clients in, is there like, do you suggest you're like, Hey, we need to put you on protein and this and this and this, or Um, like how, how I feel like this is very hypocritical, (laughs) but it's, uh, I'll be honest. Like, the amount of caffeine I drink in a day is definitely not like humanly 600 milligrams healthy or more. Um, but then like, I can't tell my girls like, that's not good for you if I'm doing it. Right. So I'll tell them like, it's not good for you, but I do it. Build so, your tolerance. <laughs> yes, just, but, um, depending on the person, I try not to push supplements on people too much because I feel like, again, we live in a society that makes you feel like you should be taking fat burners and, and you need this and that. And I just, don't like I don't believe in all that. Yeah. Do you think with like macros or are you just more like Yeah, I'm certified in nutrition. So okay. a lot of almost all of my clients are I'll calculate their macros for them. But I don't push like if you don't if that doesn't fit your lifestyle, then like I don't necessarily think macros are for everybody. Yeah. Whereas a lot of coaches are just like, follow this, follow this. I'm like, well if if you're a mom of four kids and you have a husband and you and it's I feel like a lot of people fail because they they're a diet or whatever becomes so much pressure instead of it just being like, okay, how are we going to make this work for you? Yeah. So that's what really I, I try to, I think macros are great and I think they work if you can follow them, but I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. And so you, you meal prep? Yes. Every Sunday and try to do it on Thursdays, but sometimes I fail. So what's your, like, what, what are you eating? Like what kind of stuff are you, if, I, do you diversify? Is it kind of the same thing? No, I'm pretty, this, I pretty much eat the same thing every day. Greek yogurt for breakfast, a protein shake right after I, then I lift protein shake right after I lift chicken breast, turkey burger, or lean ground beef with yeah. veggies and rice, sometimes a sweet potato, but I'm pretty straight across the board on what I eat. Yeah. I'm, uh, I wish one day I get to that point. <laughs> I'd say that really, I love ice cream. So that's a struggle. Halo top is, it's a lifesaver. I say one cheat meal a week. Like, so not a cheat day, but like, on Saturday night, if me and my friends are going somewhere, then like I will eat something. Like I don't, hmm. I'm not so restrictive that I'm like no. Yeah, I'm- right. And that's that's it can be good and bad. I so the first time like when I really started working out, um, it would have been 2018, give or take. It was after college. Well, yeah, no, it was completely after college actually, because I was like. In college, I would eat anything, drink anything. And, yeah. And one day, well, I was single. That's what kind of kicked me into gear. <laughs> but one day, it hit me. I'm like, you're big. Like, I was like 260, 265, something like that. Yeah. And I just stopped eating. Not like unhealthily, but like. But you weren't, you didn't feel <laughs> com- like confident about. Yeah. And so I did like the Power Bowls. From, yeah. I love that. Like, I still eat those, but I would literally eat like one or two of those a day. They're only like 250 calories, some of them. So I was like very like at a deficit. But very I got, much. 
But then all I was really doing at that point was was running and not eating or whatever. Which isn't necessarily suggested. <laughs> right, right. But it, it kind of worked for me. I got down to 190. And it kind of it does work, but it's not it, healthy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't listen to him. <laughs> There's other ways. And so that's the other part of it is like, I was just doing that. And then my sister, she went to the CrossFit gym for a long time. Yeah. And so finally she was like, you should come to CrossFit. And I was like, I am terrified. Like, I don't like people. I still yeah. don't want to talk to anyone. And so I was like, okay, I'll go. And it is fun. Like, it's a nice little community. Um, for me, it's more like, I like the workouts because I'm like competitive. The competitive aspect. I right. feel like that's the, to me, that's my favorite part of CrossFit. Yeah. And I've, versus the community that, that is there, there's not a lot of people my, my age going, you know, yeah. there's a few, but you know, with all the different classes, they're not always there or whatever it is. For sure. And there's that age group where it is fun for them because it's more of a social thing. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. And that's why I, I love CrossFit. Like I'll look at the workouts. I'm like sick. Like yeah. I'm going to do this today. But then other days I'll go over here. I'll go to the Cambridge fitness center and just like lift, go at my own pace. Like I don't have to like be like, got to do it in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. But it, it's always been pretty fun. Uh, but when I started lifting, that's when I started gaining muscle and, and yeah. I'm sure you could explain it all, but like there's a good way to diet and there's build muscle at the same time and not look, not go from giant to insanely small with like no muscle. Then there's something in the middle is kind of where that's, I'm at today. So I definitely feel like that with all of the people, people jump to eating as little as they can and doing yeah. cardio, which is like a common thing for people to jump to. But at the same time, it's not good. It's not the healthy way to do it. Right. Does it work? Yeah. It can, but I feel like a lot of times people will gain do it and then it just comes back. Gain the weight right back because you're not living at like a calorie intake that's like sustainable. Mm. So then like, I mean, you might lose the weight, but as soon as you start even living a normal or life, yeah. the weight's going to come back. So instead of fluctuating your body like that i it's better just do it the right way to begin with you know what right. i mean like they say any more than two pounds a week weight loss is not sustainable which scientifically is true but like i've had women who are following the correct meal plans the correct that lose at the beginning they might lose five pounds a week or 20 pounds in a month but once you lose that all that extra Initial, weight yeah. then it's one to two pounds mm -hmm. so, and that so that would be like once you get to a like a more sustainable area. Correct. So even like if someone like, like us or like these guys over here, they wanted to do two pounds a week. That's kind of the, the limit. Yeah. And I think that that'll differ with what trainers you talk to, but I try to, like if a girl comes to me, like, I want to lose 30 pounds. I'm have a wedding. And I try to be very like raw with people. Like, yeah. listen, that's, it's not a good idea. Like what's, and I've, I mean, the success that women have had in classes is we have a transformation wall. I try to add the goal is to add three people to it a year, but you have to be a part of passion fit for a year and you had to make a lifestyle change. So like you didn't just lose 30 pounds in a challenge. You stuck with it for an entire year. Mm -hmm. You and like I just got to add four girls to the wall in February. <laughs> and it's just so cool to see That's like, cool. I mean, these girls are losing 30 to a hundred pounds. Really? And I had one girl, she lost 107 pounds which is all from eating correct and, and working out. Like there's right. no secret of. Yeah. And that is something I did run into was like, I was like, okay, you're good now. Just, just 
ghost, like you can eat more and it slowly turned into like too much. Again. Yeah. And so you, I think it is good to find like where you're not like starving and you're That's not what, hungry and, and you are eating enough. The right for your, which is what my YouTube ish, like I just made a video, like how many calories should you be eating? Mm -hmm. And I kind of explained the science behind it and like how, like you could watch a video and calculate how many calories you should technically be eating. Right. So I, I'm trying my goal is to put out information out there that's just the honest, raw, real, no, like six pack in six weeks or like 30 yeah. pounds in 30 days. That, Eight minute abs. That was yeah. my go-to video. It's old. Have yeah. you watched that? Yeah, I'm, it's just like, just like this super like, just like cheesy. Like that's, and, But people love that. So like for me, it's like part of me, like you want to put that stuff out because people eat it up. But it's viral. I mean, it's yeah. clickbait. Is it? But the, not necessarily, but like, it's like, yeah. You see, and you're like, oh, even abs do this. I just watched a video because I'm making a YouTube video. I, so I was like going through and watching some. It's like, do this workout for five days and watch her. And I'm like, that's, I can't even, I, I couldn't even bring myself to make a video like that for clickbait because it's not. Yeah. I want people to, when they like, they know that the information I'm putting out is like real, factual, not like, I just want you to do it for me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to actually help people in their lives. Yeah. I like the, uh, there's always these ads on like Facebook or something. That's like, it's like f a picture of like five bellies. Yes. It's like, this is a beer gut. This is, this gut. This, this is what it could be. Yeah. And, and you're like, what? That's <laughs> just that kind of stuff. But that'll, uh, no. And it's like, take this pill and then you'll be yeah, good. You don't even have to work yeah. out. <laughs> just because lay in bed. And take this pill. Imagine what it's doing to your body then. Yeah. It's meth. <laughs> don't take the pill. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. But that's that. So actually some of those diet like pills and stuff is it, have you ever ran into problems with like different pre-workouts and stuff that are like literal mm -hmm. steroids? Like <laughs> I, I personally haven't, but like I've had some girls who like will order like, let's say a fat burner off the inter mm. internet. That's not, it's not illegal in any, by any means, but like they'll take it once and they're like, or like they feel like they're going to die yeah. because really you shouldn't have to take a pill to like speed up your heart to burn. Like that's right. not how our bodies were made to work. So I try to tell them like, well, we could just like implement a 10 minute hit training and that's going to yeah. increase your metabolism Keep in a healthy way. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like I've seen people run into some pretty scary. Yeah. No, I, and speaking, you said you drink a lot of caffeine, yes. consume a lot of caffeine. So me and Ethan were sitting over here. This was probably three, four or five weeks ago. And I went to the gym in the morning. It was like 8 a.m. Took my pre-workout. It's like 333 milligrams or whatever. Yeah. And I came over here and made like a pot of coffee because I just got this coffee. Made. Yeah. Like this sweet. It's like a cup this big and like a cup of coffee or whatever they determine it is. It's like like 40 to 80 milligrams, depending on what it is. So I drank like two big cups of coffee and I'm sitting there. I'm like, good, whatever. And I, and then I don't know what we were doing. We were waiting on something or like, we were just listening to music and like hanging out. And I was like, oh, I'm thirsty. I went and got a bang and I'm sitting there. I was halfway through this bang and I looked down, I'm like, uh, yeah. and I did the math. It was like 900 milligrams or something insane. Uh, that's it. Just not, I was on a kick there. I was drinking at least 200 two drinks a day. Plus my pre-workout. So I'm like in a thousand milligram. Oh, that's uh, insane. Actually, I was, I thought I was going to die. I literally, I, I was like, I'm going to go walk on the treadmill. <laughs> I actually had to go to the hospital. See, don't drink too much caffeine. <laughs> I had like a lump in my chest that like, I guess as a female, if you drink too much caffeine, you can like build up a, a 
caffeine mass hmm. and you're they're like you cannot drink any caffeine for at least a week and i'm like okay they're like it'll go away it did i didn't drink caffeine i drank water it, like you could literally like move it around in my chest well, i thought i'm like i i thought i don't know i didn't think caffeine yeah. i thought worse than that so, well yeah, yeah there's other things that, that could, can be worse yes, than that for yeah, women that yes are, so it went away and i was like okay so now i I'm honestly not a big energy drinker anymore. I'll have one here and there, hmm. but I try to just stick to pre-workout. I try to drink, not try. I'm not like, I got to drink one, but yeah. like before like podcasts and stuff. You like to. Cause I'm tired. I'm like sitting around and I'm like, oh man, there's people coming and I'll be like, get a little bit. Bang. And I'm yeah. like, great, let's go. I can talk now. And it, so it, I don't know. It might be just a placebo thing where that, you think it's helping, but it might not be. I think it depends on the person, like depending on your tolerance. Like I could drink right. a bang and go to sleep. Well, and, <laughs> and there's, there's like people out there that they'll come and get pre-workout that take like really low doses of it and yeah. they'll get like the woke or the BAMF, like the high caffeine ones. Yeah. And they'll be like, I didn't like that. I was, I was very itchy. Like people get itchy and yeah. I used to, but I'm like. It's same as any, anything you build up tolerance right. and it doesn't work the way it is intended to work. <laughs> yeah. Or too much. It might work too well. well yeah. If, true. If you're going to the hospital for it. But yeah, I mean. Yikes. What are we at? We're like an hour and a half. That's pretty good. Okay. Hour and 40. Yeah. Are we, how have we been talking for an hour and 40 minutes? I can't. I'm really blind. And it's like this big. So okay, I have well, no idea. But I no, I don't good. care. Yeah. I just, I don't think there's anything else. We, we hit a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. So without further ado, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It was great. Uh, a lot of valuable info here. If you guys are in the Caldwell area. Or around it. You don't have to be in Caldwell. But if you're around the area and you're looking for a gym or you're at a gym and you want a better gym, <laughs> go to Lifestyle Gym and talk to Lakin. Um, you want to plug anything? Um, I mean, the only thing I've had, you can look me look up Lifestyle Gym or Lakin Figo on Facebook. I post everything business-related, classes, everything on Facebook. Or you can look me up on YouTube. It's Lifestyle with Lakin, and there'll be videos, hopefully, Twice a week from here on out. So, okay. And yeah. you can find the links to the online stuff too there? All, all of my... Or it's all on your Facebook uh, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Facebook is... My Facebook is all business related. Okay. So So yep. if you're not in Caldwell... And, and you want to join me from anywhere in the world... Right. You can do my classes completely online and it's... You're part of the community with us. We do live video sessions. We chat. We... It's like daily, daily morning. I'll post like a good morning and like a challenge for the day. So... If you want to join that, you can shoot me a message and I'm always there to chat about you or your goals or whatever you want to do. Cool. Well, thank you. Yes. And like I always say, it's time for you to leave. So please get out of here. <laughs> All right. We're done. <laughs>